Yo, 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 yo. Whether you're wearing pants or not, welcome to No Pants Required. I'm your host, X3C, and thanks for joining. Today's episode, Sabotaging Your Ability to Innovate. We're going to dive deep into this episode, but before we do that, let's jump into the quickie. Do kids get high school graduation rings anymore? Um, If some of you guys are listening to this podcast and not aware of what that is, it's a piece of jewelry that you put on your hand or wear around your neck on a chain, whatever the case is, right? It's a token of some big accomplishment, such as graduating from high school. And so I thought about it. I was actually looking in a drawer of mine and I stumbled upon my class ring and a flood of memories came back to me and I thought, wow, do people still have get these? Um, Shockingly, that I still actually had mine. Um, So how many of you still have a high school graduation ring? Do any of you currently, or did any of you, sorry, purchase a class ring for your graduation? I have a sense that not many do. So quick description here. Mine is a purple stone. It's a regular silver type class ring, a traditional type class ring. If you don't know what that looked like, you can Google it now while you listen to this podcast. But this ring is a traditional class ring style with, you know, class of 97 on one side and I don't know something else on the other side. And inside the little purple um, diamond in the middle, I have a trumpet and I think like my name somewhere engraved in the inside of the ring. And of course, my high, the name of my high school somewhere around the, the rim of the stone. Granted, I'm not a ring connoisseur, so I don't know the proper terms for <laughs> rings and things like that. But just wanted to describe quickly for some of you who may not have seen a high school class ring or graduation ring. But I just wanted to cover that description for you guys to give you a visual. Right. But even though so even though, you know, I like my ring. I never really use it. I kind of sort of even know why I have it, to be honest with you. So naturally, I actually did some research to find out why the hell do I even have this ring? You know, what what was the point behind getting this ring? And I found nothing really major. Really, it's just some students back in 1835 um, at the U.S. Military Academy in West Point, New York, um, you know, called and made their, their graduation with a token of class ring. And since then, it's been a tradition here in, in, in this country and probably other places as well. You know, so high school graduates, you know, have been wearing their rings since that point. And I guess that's recorded history of this. It could have been before that, but that's who we give credit to at this point. So I can say, however, the number of Americans that have purchased rings, as I continue to do my research, have declined largely Um in large percentages as well as largely because people are really doing other things to show their online <laughs> completion of graduation. You know, it's usually through social media, not necessarily through a actual physical object. And so I get it, you know, my class rank is nice, but again, I rarely wear it. And it's, you know, it's nice to have, I don't even know what I'm gonna do with the damn thing. It's just a piece of jewelry that sits in, a cloth in the drawer that doesn't leave it or see the light of day. <laughs> it's, it's a sad story. Uh, but anyways, so I'll post a picture of, of my ring online, um, give you guys a, a glimpse of it, because I think it's kind of worth 
at least doing something with it. And because we do everything else online, why the heck not? All right. So that's the quickie for today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and others. As I stated on the top, today's episode is sabotaging your ability to innovate. And I can tell you, innovation is critical, especially when overcoming challenges and providing solutions to deep-rooted pain. And I mean pain. And pain can come in many different aspects. And so in this episode, I do want to cover three items. One is changing your thinking, first principles, and circle of influence. I'm going to dive into those a little bit later, but I do want to cover some things that are happening in our world right now. And so as as we know, we can turn to social media of any platform or any news outlet or any news update stories that come delivered to your smartphone. There's a lot going on in our world today, a lot. And all of it have to do with humanity, us, us humans. You know, we're the creators of a lot of these different things, but we're also the destroyers of those same things. And as we dive into this episode, I really want you guys to really listen in to not necessarily of what's going on in the world, because I think those are just symptoms, but there's a bigger issue here. And I want you guys to just take this journey with me. And so many people ask the questions repeatedly, why? Why can't they see what I see? The issue is not that they are not seeing what you see. It is because from their perspective, you are the why. You are the why can't they see what I see? It's a loop with no real end. Especially when you avoid communicating or any type of communications with someone from a different point of view. So what I'm talking about is what's going on in the world today. And we all know what's happening in our world today. We know exactly what's going on. There are global issues, local issues, issues involving personal health, personal liberties, heck, and removal of freedoms. We see it. We see the path. We see where it's headed. And we ask the question, why? Why are they doing this? Why can't they see what I see? Well, as I stated, it's because if you flip the story around, they're asking themselves the same question. Why? Why can't they see what I see? And we're in a loop. Issue we have is those that are in power have different perspectives than what we do. So they are making changes that are affecting our lives. You ask yourself, what does this have to do with innovation? Hold tight. We shall get there. So let me ask you this question. Have there ever in American history been any laws written to provide you with or removal of any restrictions of life or liberty. 
if your answer is yes, you and I share a similar perspective and reality. However, if you have not, we do not share the same perspective or reality. We also come from a reality where everything has been in your favor since the beginning of American history. I know that sounds like a riddle almost, but in reality, what I just said <laughs> is absolutely 100% factual. There's been, if you come from a, a path in life where no laws have been written to grant you with liberty, grant you with abilities to have life and liberty, then you, from the beginning of American history, have been the individuals in power, handing out liberties and laws through struggles and protests and frustrations and death to allow others to have the same liberties that you have had since the beginning of this country. So that sounds deep. I know it sounds deep, but then you're asking yourself again, X3C, what does this have to do with innovation? Hold tight. We're going to get there. So each day I think of ways to improve my reality. But lately I've been struggling with the right words to convey like my feelings. And just recently I did it. <laughs> uh, but before I share it with you, now nah, I'm just joking. Um, so do you find yourself in a cycle of complaining over and over with no solutions? Now nah, that's for real. Like seriously, ask yourself the question. Like think about your day-to-day -day communications with yourself, with family and or friends or all. Do you find yourself in a cycle of complaining? over and over with no solutions and that someone has some control over you. Well, I'm here to help with many solutions. I can tell you there's, uh, there's opportunities out there and there's ways to get there. Again, hold tight. We shall dive deep into it. However, do you allow yourself to think freely? Do you open up your mind or you charge your creativity in any way? Do you look past the barriers? Do you look past the word no and turn that into a yes? Hell, in fact, are you getting stuck? Are you often stuck or feel trapped? So here's my analogy. Here's my way to help you hopefully understand it visually through the podcast. <laughs> Think of a fishbowl. A little glass fishbowl, right? However large you want it to be. At the bottom of the fishbowl, usually there's rocks. There's a foundation. There's a something at the bottom. Think of that as sand or rocks or earth. Us humans at the bottom. We're at the bottom of the fishbowl fighting each other back and forth. But what do we have? What are we not doing? We're not looking up. The rest of the water is opportunity. It's space to be creative. It's space to move up. It's to pull yourself out of the bottom, fighting each other. I think it's a bunch of nothingness when we are constantly at each other, 
year after year, decade after decade, then you die. You live your life fighting each other. I feel there's a bigger picture out there. So that's what, what, you know, came to my mind as I thought about how do we get past this? It's not about fighting each other and trying to prove to someone to look at my point of view or look at my struggle or look at your point of view and look what you're doing to me. The reality is we're sabotaging our own ability to innovate. We can't get out of our own way because we're at each other. And that's why I want everyone to go. So don't allow your perceptions of the current world to deter you from innovation or creativity. In my world, like my professional world, you know, I help with innovation on the daily. You know, I offer many different methods and approaches to help with opening up and exploring past the normal. And I think that is very critical and important when setting the stage for innovation and allowing yourself to be creative. And it's not like, you know, someone being a kid or not being an adult or not facing reality. No, all of those things are, as I would say, foundational. Those elements help us get where we need to go, right? We build upon the things we've learned through history. You learn from history. Don't repeat history. You learn from it, right? And so I want to start with whew, this example, guns. Now, for decades in America, many have debated whether the use of guns are even needed. I'm not here to convince you whether they are or aren't because they're not. But rather, I would use I want to use the gun debate for innovation. So I believe there are many engineers in this world, creative people who can help fix this issue. I may have said this before, and if I haven't, hear me out again. But many of us can't see past our current realities to think of new possibilities. And so when I think of the gun, the tool that is used to inflict harm or worse, to kill, I think of we can't look past our reality. Reality. So thinking of the gun itself, right? And we think about the Second Amendment, even though the Constitution was written and it was then, air quote, amended <laughs> to give Americans at the time gun rights. It was an amendment, right? Which can be amended again. But somehow in, in this day and age, we can't see that amendment was amended originally and now you know we it's like we can't get past the fact that we can change that reality so again thinking of the gun and thinking of innovation though many don't want to change gun laws in this country i say keep the gun law change the gun i'm getting past the normal i'm getting past the bottom of the fishbowl and I'm using that space above to think critically and finding ways to be innovative. And to be innovative in this example or scenario is real simple. The ammo, the bullet within that gun can easily be changed to something that does not kill, something that temporarily incapacitates or does something to the human body 
where it doesn't kill the human body, but it allows for the authorities to stop, deter a situation that is happening and allow them to apprehend the criminal. Right. So we're not killing anyone at this point. We are still using the gun in a definition of the gun and the amendments are what they are. We still have amendments. Right. But we're moving past that. We're being innovative in our own space. It seems this day and age, we think of something and we can't take away that law or that right. And we get stuck there and we don't go past that point at all. I'm challenging you guys to go past that point. What can we do in reality to help make this environment, make our life a better living situation? And to do that is to be innovative, to be creative. So help me understand right now what is going on in your world. Just take a moment to think about something you're passionate about, something that really fuels who you are and what you're looking to do. Or something that pains you that you see currently in the world and ask yourself, well, how can I help? Again, I do want to talk about that in a minute, but I just want you to continue to think about things that you are passionate about and ask yourself, how can I be creative in that space to help get past something, something in your own home, something in your family, something at work? Something in your daily way, you know, how you navigate through your world. Think of these different situations and how can, how to be innovative in all of those different spaces. So I do want to dive into the three main points to help with you sabotaging your own ability to innovate. And the first one I want to start off with is change your thinking. There are many books out there, many books out there that you could just type in the, the word change your thinking and you can see a, a slew of different options that may come up through Amazon or through Google, wherever you use to search. But don't just read what someone else wrote or go on YouTube or TikTok or whatever media that you use. Think of a way to change your thinking within yourself right now. So every day I try to think of a positive approach. When I have conversations with friends, I'm always asking the question from a positive perspective. And I know many of my friends are always like, damn, just shut up and listen. Let me talk. I am letting you talk because I always listen first. But my first response is always, have you thought about thinking about this in a different perspective? Because your angle is usually coming from this negative perspective. What if you look at it from a different way or someone else's point of view, not just your own. So again, more positive thoughts than negative. And I'm going to provide a couple examples of that. Not like real examples. I don't want to like go through like something that happened in, in my real world, but just want to give you guys what it, what does that look like? So when, when one think of what's happening currently in our news and we think of the bad, the worst, my immediate reaction and response is, oh, okay, what can we do? Where is it legal? 
What rights do we have? What rights was being taken away? I'm out thinking about this in a different way. Not that I'm angry with anyone. I'm now just looking at it differently. And I'm trying to keep a positive approach to it because it keeps me out of a clear head, clear space. I'm not as, I'm not as angry. I'm focused on a solution. I'm focused on a way forward. We all can't be mad. Some people have to be, you know, thoughtful and trying to understand and trying to bridge the gaps. And I want to be that individual who tried to bridge the gaps between all type of people in different situations, scenarios. I know many of you may have heard me say before, you know, I kind of cringe when I hear the word sides. I'm like, hell, there are more than just two, two sides of something, right? Objects have multiple different sides. We have multiple different sides. And it just, it banes me when I hear folks say, oh, it's two sides to a story. No, it's actually probably way more than that. The sides thing becomes, you know, I think ingrained in us through politics. And the reason why I don't like talking about politics on the podcast, because it confuses people. It, it makes people think of, you only could think of one way or the other way. And I'm here to tell you, scrap that. You could think of many different ways as you should think of many different ways in any direction. Who cares? Everything is not a political point. And as soon as we turn that off, we start to think for ourselves, the better we all will be, right? We're not at each other, but right now we're still at the bottom of that fishbowl. And I'm trying to bring you guys up. Another way is, you know, understanding history. Another way to understand, you know, changing your thinking is to understand the history of something. And of course, you don't want to repeat that if it's a negative history. If it's something that was really bad, you want to understand the historical perspectives, what happened. You want to be well versed on and educated on that particular point in history, on whatever it is. And you especially don't want to repeat it. But you want to use it for better, right? Understand that it's foundational. But what gets me is when people repeat history over and over in different, different ways, <laughs> different, different ways <laughs> to describe their, their pain or their frustration with something. They talk about that history over and over. And anyone who knows my personality once you say something the second time, by that third time, I'm kind of sort of no longer listening. I'm well versed in, in, I'm sorry, I'm well engaged in listening in the first time. Second time, I'm partially there. I'm still listening, but I'm partially there. By that third time, if you're telling me the same thing to me, that's insanity. And I am no longer listening. I am now in solution mode and trying to figure out why am I hearing this for the third time? But some folks haven't gotten past pain and frustration and wherever they are and they want to just stay there because they haven't gotten out of that space yet. Well, I'm not the one you want to talk to for that third time. You may want to talk to someone else, a therapist, perhaps, <laughs> but not me. I'm not a therapist. And so, you know, I'm here to help with solutions and not necessarily stand in a cycle of complaining again, changing your thinking to me changing your thinking is changing your approach now that you are no longer complaining 
hopefully, and diving deep, you know, into this negative world of your own where you feel crushed, you feel like the victim, you feel like you have no way out, no hope. Once you get past that and you're able to change your thinking, let's dive into something which I found to be profound. Um, I don't think it's anything like breaking news, but something that I uh, come, came up with, came across actually um, a, a, a couple of months ago called First Principles. If you guys haven't heard of First, First Principles, it pretty much is just the power of thinking of something and pulling it all the way down to the bare minimum, like the original of something. So when you think of first principles, it's like a way of thinking. Um, to me, it's a really effective strategy. Um, as I said, of breaking down something that can be complicated in nature um, to help find the most simple or the best approach to a solution. So, um, like, think about what's happening in our world right now in any scenario. Think about that particular item, whatever it is that comes to your head right now. And think of a solution. Now, now take that solution and break that solution down in maybe pieces or stages or phases. What can be broken down? What can't be broken down? Put it to the side. In those areas that you broke down that could be broken down further, break those down further. How do you solve those particular phases or items? And you keep doing that all the way down till you get to the bare minimum, to the base. You try to solve from the bottom. And then from there, reimagine a solution to the original problem up top. Think about it. How can I make it better? Because what happens is we, and the reason why I'm, I like first principles thinking is we usually get caught up in our normal world. Um, I'm trying to think of a solution here. I mean, an example. So when when one is, you know, I can really go back to the gun issue to keep it really consistent. When one is thinking about gun control, we're stuck in our paradigm of what's normal. And we think either have the gun, not have the gun. And that's kind of sort of the furthest we get without thinking. I'm here to say, let's dive deeper. And I started thinking about what? Because I'm on one particular side. I say one particular side, not a side, but one particular side of the gun is an issue. I see it to be an issue. Some people don't see guns to be an issue, but because I do, my standpoint would be, let's get rid of the gun, like many others like me. But I think that's where the problem comes in. We're trying to remove the gun when there's other folks who don't want to remove the gun because they don't see the gun to be the issue. They see the human to be the issue. So if you go back to the gun and you think about first principles thinking, what can I do with the gun in order to solve or to get where I want to go. So I broke the gun down and I said, well, it has a bullet. 
and that bullet is fired upon a, a person and that person is either injured or dies from that impact of that bullet. And I started to think, well, well, how about we change the bullet? And a bullet is now not a hurling object to inflict pain. It's a hurling object to temporarily incapacitate. Wow. That's a way of thinking about the same item without removing an item because there are people who want to keep their guns. Fine. Keep your gun. You can shoot disc in the air or shoot deers legally when it's when it's when it's uh, legal and where it's legal right but in order to air quote what i hear people say all the time which frustrates me to no end i need to protect my family there are other ways to protect your family the gun is not the only way but because you want to use that example let's use it you want to protect your family you still have your gun but not a bullet doesn't kill the intruder it just temporarily incapacitates the intruder until authorities come and remove the individual out of your home. Now, you're alive, the intruder's alive. No one dies. The crime has been stopped and halted. Humanity can continue without killing someone else. Because I feel we've gotten to a point in our humanity where we've lost ourselves. We've lost ourselves to this this evilness and i and, and i believe in that humans are good and evil all within one person like we are all good and we are all evil and some of us choose to act upon different things there are other situations that are that occur in our lives that are that influences us to go into a different direction and sometimes people are just you know angry and they, they use whatever they use to channel their energy into whatever direction they decide to do so I covered changing your thinking. I covered first principles thinking. One is more positive approach to every situation. The other is thinking about that situation and boiling it down to the bare minimum to try to find a solution. Now in this last part, I do want to give you guys you kind of feel a little lost in some ways and you're thinking, but I don't have control over everything. Well, you don't want to have control over everything. You want to have control over what you can control. And that, my friends, is called circle of influence. We've all heard it. We've all can Google it. We all can look it up to find out what is circle of influence actually means, right? It's things that we can control or you know, we like to say the word control, but it's really things that concern you that you can do something about, right? In a softer way of thinking about it. What can I do to help myself and help my family or help my situation? How can I help my family, my situation or myself? What, what can I do in, within my circle of influence to help better myself, right? And part of it is just, it's you. You can help yourself by helping you how to make yourself better, the best person you can be. Again, positive thinking. That's one way to start as well, right? We talked about it. Circle of influence really, I think, is important when we start to think about us versus them scenarios. And we start to think, well, they need to see what we've been through and the pain we've been through. Well, it's not always about the pain 
and helping and making someone else see what you've been through. It goes back to that history I mentioned. We know the pain we've been through and the situations we've been through. So now let's use that through our circle of influence to help where we can. I think the danger comes in when you're trying to tell someone else who really could care less about what you what you think or where you stand on the issue. Hell, they may not even know you. And you're standing on a corner somewhere or in a classroom or wherever you have power over and you're telling someone how they should think. I think that's a dangerous situation to be in. Now, having a communication with someone to say, this is what has hurt me. This is what has hurt me in, in, in the past, in American history. This is what's hurting me now with those individuals. That's a different story because now you're communicating. You're communicating your perspective and you're sharing. You're not trying to change their mind. You're just sharing your perspective so that they understand the dangers we get into is when we trying to tell someone else how to live. We're trying to control outside of our influence. And I think those areas we have to stay away from. Again, it's just simply shifting your thinking, thinking more positively, being proactive. And how do I influence within the control or, or, or circle of influence that I have and thinking of solutions ways to help get your way out of get just get out of your own way again sabotaging your ability to innovate these areas in my opinion are sabotaging your ability to innovate you can innovate if you get into a more positive zone and you start thinking about ways of innovation that is not bound by what you see in today's society so whatever's going on right now be wildly creative and don't think of something that's crazy if you can think it i'm certain there's a solution and possibility to make that happen if you can think it there's a solution and possibility to make it happen i know today's episode may sound like i'm you know a little angry or talking at some people but i'm not i'm really here just to provide help and guidance i really like thinking about innovation I love thinking of of perspectives that are not just my own, but of uh, of other perspectives. I love having conversations with individuals and pushing the buttons to find out have the individual that I'm communicating with thought about these other items, these other parameters, these other situations, these other perspectives. What type of space are you in? Are you in that mental space where you want to have a nice free conversation? Or are you angry with a lot of complaining? get past all of that right i say it every episode and i'm gonna say it again right now remember positive energy leads to positive vibes <laughs> i say it all the time i end every episode with that because i believe into it right and so today's episode i really hope you guys like really can dive deep within yourself about innovating and innovation and to get outside of your own way positive thinking less complaining first principles thinking trying to ball down a solution i'm sorry a situation to find a solution from going all the way to the bottom and reimagining that new process reimagining that new way of living reimagining our criminal justice system 
We are managing our healthcare system. We are managing our education. We are managing our society. I can keep going. There are all type of things we can do when you boil it down and you come fresh, fresh perspective with a positive approach. So said it, but I'll say it again. Remember, positive energy leads to positive vibes. Don't forget to subscribe if this is your first time joining No Pants Required. We can be found on Google Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Peace. Mm-hmm.